Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the City of Roses, City of Bridges, Stumptown, PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me today is my co-host, Blazer Ben. Blazer Ben, how you living, man? Bingo, bingo, bongo, Blazer fans. Good to have you back on, brother. Good to have you back on. Always good to be here. Man, I gotta say, we just finished up the Suns Clippers game two. That was that was nuts. But more on that before we get there. A word from our sponsor. Get a little more out of watching NBA games with Daily Fantasy. Every Norman Pell drive, canter rebound. Or Dame Game Winner means so much more when you're playing with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Man, that Suns game, redonkulous. Well, I'm, I'm going to just stop you before we get into that because I just, just have to put something out there and say happy birthday to one of the greatest trailblazers of all time, 10-time NBA All-Star, an NBA champion, not with the Blazers, but we'll let that slide. You know, <laughs> he's an All-NBA first team in 1992. His number has been retired by the Portland Trailblazers, number 22. Happy birthday to Clyde the Glide Drexler. It's his 59th birthday today. Oh, Happy man. birthday. Happy birthday, Clyde. Man, I had no idea it was his birthday. Where'd you find that? Uh, I don't know, man. I just saw it on my feed. It just, you know, some crazy, that up and, you know, some crazy Drexler a... fan page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, maybe I follow some, you know weird fan pages but we'll just leave it at that (laughs) right on man Clyde Drexler 59 years old that's crazy man like I I still remember watching him play I mean his his team there with Terry Porter uh Jerome Kersey Buck Williams Kevin Duckworth you got uh, Uncle Cliffy like even Danny Ainge man like that was that was that was the team man that's that's who I grew up watching that was crazy. That was, the, that was the team with defense and offense. So, you know, that was the full package. <laughs> yeah. That was the team that took it to the Western Conference Finals and played the Bulls in 92. So Didn't, you know. didn't they also play uh, Detroit? Before uh, that? Yeah, that, before that, yeah, they played Detroit. It was at 89? 90? No, I'm pretty sure that was the year before, wasn't it? 91? Was it? Yeah. Pretty sure. I don't know. Can we get a fact check? We need RJ. Should've yeah, well, we need fact checker. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I remember <laughs> I, I referenced photos uh, on the on the Twitter uh, a couple weeks ago of me being at the '92 playoffs uh, when the Bulls were in town for Game Four. So you know, I remember that one. But I think the Pistons, you're right, were maybe a year before that. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, happy birthday, Clyde. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you're listening here, and we'll get you on the show sometime. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on to the Western Conference. Oh my. God goodness gracious doozy that that game tonight was nuts ben are you surprised at the outcome yeah i am surprised at the outcome and you know listening to the announcers you know van gundy and mike breen you know i was i was agreeing with a lot of what they were saying in that game with the whole 
needing to review every play and giving coaches extra timeouts after they have them. Like, Monty Williams had no timeouts, but they were reviewing the out-of-bounds play before that, which gave Monty Williams time to drop a play for that uh, Crowder to Aiton inbound pass. I feel like to to, to combat that, they need to keep the players on the court and not let them go to the sidelines if their team doesn't have a timeout. Or for any challenge that the coach that the refs need to review, they need to keep the players on the court. They shouldn't be allowed off the court to drop a play or anything like that, because that's an unfair advantage if you if you ask me. But you know, it came down to the wire. You know, nine tenths. They took two tenths off of that, and that oof. Crowder lobbed that ball in right there. I mean, that ball would have gone in if Aiden didn't touch that. Yeah, yeah, that was close. And you know, to to your point about the the timeouts and reviewing plays. I mean, they, it's kind of a fine line you've got to toe, right? Like, like of course you want to get the calls right, but at the same time, you don't want to give the advantage to a team that may not necessarily deserve it. Um, I thought that the refs did a decent job. I, you know, towards the end, like, yeah, get it right, but man, be on your game. Make it quicker, because, you know, I, I feel like there must have been maybe two, three, four, five minutes that went by after the the Aiden dunk that I was just sitting there waiting. Like we were all just sitting there waiting, right? It, yeah. I, I just feel like it took way too long. But you know, to to the Suns' credit, they pulled it off. I was screaming at the TV, "Give it to Aiden! Give it to Aiden!" For the last like minute of the game, why were they not going to Aiden? Get it into that man. What what did he shoot? I didn't even I don't even have the box score up. At one point, he was like something stupid like 11 to 14 from the field or something i don't know something crazy yeah ayton was a 24 and 14 yeah i mean the the guy was dominating and uh you know it obviously monty williams heard me and he got it in on that inbounds play to uh ayton for the dunk oh my god what a great pass too was that crowder that passed that in yeah well what and you and jeff pass. van gundy have uh uh are thinking on the same wavelength, man. That's unfortunate, but <laughs> I mean, he called the for- same play. Hey, fortunate for the Suns. <laughs> yeah, man, that was that was a crazy game because I I thought for sure the Clippers were going to storm back there uh, uh, in in the fourth quarter. Like I don't know what was it like six five six minutes left, and they started making their push. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to get there. They're going to take this game from the Suns, and that's exactly what it, what it was going to be too because the Suns were in control. Even yeah. though it was a tight game all the way through, like the Suns were in control, and and you know, the Clips started taking it to him. Patrick Beverly played ridiculous. I mean, he was playing out of his mind defensively. He played was there with his on head. every play. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, th- that's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah, but but it was man, that was what a great game. I'm I'm gonna thoroughly enjoy that series. Uh, looks like the next two games are gonna be back in L.A which who knows maybe we'll see chris paul you know i think that was a big factor uh as to why this game was so close obviously the clips being without Kawhi, but i don't think they're getting Kawhi back have you heard anything about about his timetable for return because it was an acl injury wasn't it i've not heard a thing about the Kawhi lights but uh, i did hear that chris paul should be back for game three so you know advantage phoenix on that on that front oh yeah for the next two games yeah, but let's let's just call out real quick Paul George missing those two free throws at the end. Yeah, yeah, playoff P in full effect, right? I mean, he could have 
could have finished the game at that point. He could have. Yes. I mean, I mean, he would have put him up. He would have put him up by three. It would have made it tough for Phoenix uh, for sure. And, and, you know, the following play, Phoenix went for a three. Yeah. They went for the three and completely missed, which I didn't understand why they went for a three again. Get it in there to Aiton. <laughs> well, Booker screaming. Booker got double teamed. Booker got double yep. teamed. Uh, Batum came up off of his player, and they doubled. So Booker got rid of it real quick instead of turning it over because he's a little careless with the ball sometimes. But you know, they got that inbound pass, man, from that corner. You know, one of the worst spots to throw an inbound pass in. Yep, yep. But you know, credit credit goes to to Phoenix. They they took this game. Um, now let's move over to the Eastern Conference, which, you know, I, I've been on vacation. I did not see any of the Eastern Conference games. Uh, I, I did not see Milwaukee beat the Sixers, but I know you did, Ben. I know you saw some of that. Why don't you walk me through a little bit of what you saw? Uh, I watched the last Atlanta-Philly game, which was uh, choppy towards the end, but, you know, Trey Young. Did I just say Milwaukee beat the Sixers? I feel like yeah, I just said that. Uh, what I meant to I say is already, Milwaukee. Just I was already ready to flow, man. I was already to flow on Atlanta and, and riding high on the Hawks. You could have said any team at that point. I would. Have, I just would have drowned that out. Yeah, uh, man. So, so, so Hawks. Hawks beating the Sixers. Walk me through that. Yeah, man. There was a Kevin Herter sighting. You know, I think we talked about him on the last pod. You know, John mm-hmm. said shout out to the Redheads. You know, Kevin Herter coming out of nowhere, coming out of the woodwork for 27 points, seven rebounds, three assists. You know, it's always good to see uh, someone other than one of your main one-two stars. Like when we have someone other than Dame or CJ that come out and, and shine like a Norman Powell or a Nurkic or someone, you know, it's usually a win for us because then our stars are picking up or, you know, not necessarily taking on all the workload because, you know, Trey Young only had 21 points, mm-hmm. you know. So, but you know, he, he, he hit the dagger, though, didn't 40. he? He hit the dagger at the end, didn't he? I think I saw the highlight uh, of that. Trey, Trey Young is just always shooting. He's always hitting daggers, man. <laughs> That's I mean, that should be his middle name, Trey Dagger Young. Ice Trey not, Dagger uh, Young? Not, not Ice, I, you know. <laughs> but the guy is very cocky, man. I don't know how I feel about that because I remember I said a couple pods ago, I don't really like the people that are outgoing and over-celebratory in their actions while the game is going. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. I love it. I love it, man. I think it gets into the other team's heads. I, I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, one other thing to call about Atlanta, though, they've got that play where Trey starts driving to the hoop, and you don't know if he's going to do that little, you know, CJ lob shot that CJ likes to do, or he's going to lob it to Clint Capella cutting on the line. You know, mm-hmm. more often than not, he's lobbing that to Clint Capella, but it looks like he's just shooting it to the hoop. You know that I wish we had a center or or lengthy power forward that could do that. Mm-hmm. You know that's what I long for our team to have the ability to do because I like seeing that. That gives the versatility. You know, Trey wants to shoot that little floater, he's probably going to make it. You know, or if he wants to get a little more guaranteed dunk, you know that's a that's a like a ninety eight percent a shot that's going to go in. You know, so mm-hmm. I love seeing Clint Capella thriving in Atlanta, coming out of Houston where, you know, he wasn't really utilized under D'Antoni's system, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I agree with you there, but, uh, you know, while I was watching, going back to the Phoenix Clippers game, I couldn't help but think the same thing you were thinking about Capella, man. But I was thinking about Aiton, like, oh, my goodness, it would be amazing if we had a lengthy big like that 
somebody who's uber athletic to to run the floor with with Dame. I mean that. Not, I don't want to hate too much on Nurk because you know Nurk's Nurk's what he is. Um, he 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 does good things here and there, but somebody that would that could could give you that length and that and that athleticism would be incredible for this team. I feel. Um, yeah, like if you Derek Jones was six eleven. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if we if we would have drafted Kevin Durant. Anyway, so moving on to uh, what's going on in the Eastern Conference on Wednesday, we've got Atlanta versus Milwaukee. Now, I I want prediction time. I know I know we're not an East Coast pod, but prediction time, Ben. Who do you have Atlanta, coming out of man. this? You got Atlanta. Atlanta? I'm really? riding high on the Atlanta train. Hopefully, they got room on that bandwagon for me. <laughs> All right, how many games? How many games? Uh, it's going to go probably, I'm going to say six. Uh, Milwaukee will grab a couple. M- Milwaukee might grab the first one, you know, and it'll give a little, little slap in the face, wake up call to Atlanta. Uh, and then they'll be able to adjust um, and come out and then, you know, take the next couple. But six games, maybe seven. I got Atlanta taking it. Um, right that's on. my prediction. All right. All right. You know, I, I like Atlanta. But my heart is still in Milwaukee. I want to see Milwaukee go to the finals. I want to see it. I see you rolling your eyes. <laughs> I mean, out of those two teams, because I'm telling you right now, Phoenix is going to the finals. Phoenix is going. And yeah. I and I I felt that way even before they, they took a 2-0 lead over the Clippers. Do you think Atlanta has a better shot against Phoenix than Milwaukee? Uh, I do, I do. I feel like they match up better. Really? Because I feel yeah. like I feel like Phoenix doesn't have anybody to contain Giannis. But I mean, granted, they didn't Jay really... Crowder, man. Come on, man. Jay Crowder's not going <laughs> to contain Giannis, the Greek freak. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Oof, man, yeah. I don't know. Dario Saric, Tori Craig. I mean, they're going to be picking, you know, Mikhail Bridges. Well, I, I'll Mikhail tell you, Bridges? I'll tell you, the road to a championship Six, got a lot easier for the Suns with Milwaukee knocking off the Nets. Did you did you expect that to happen, by the way? Because I got to say, I like I said before, my heart is in Milwaukee. I did not think that they were going to knock off the Nets. Man, the writing on, was on the wall for the Nets once the injuries started happening, you know? True. I mean, once, that's once, stuff you can't, you be can't like, really I feel plan like when, for, right? Yeah, but I feel like when Kyrie went out, you know, the workload, I, that forced Harden back, whether he was just sitting there, you know, because they were winning and just taking as much time as he could. But I do feel like there's a James Harden curse, man, on any, time, on any team he's on. You know, they'll succeed in the, in, in the regular season, but then when it comes to prime time, it just doesn't really show up, you know. But Kevin Durant, man, that Kevin Durant, I'm not a Kevin Durant fan, but he was balling out, man. His height, his length, his shot, it it was butter. It was just, oof, put butter on my breakfast toast, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, Kevin, jeez. That guy was, was putting it down. I got to say, I feel, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Uh, having to go out there and do it all by himself, but at the same time, man, like it kind of, kind of solidifies the, the fact in, in my head that 
you know, maybe he's he's not an, the alpha. You know, maybe he can't be the alpha of of a championship team. Maybe he's got to be the Scottie Pippen. You know what I mean? Maybe, uh, maybe he's, he's got to be the backseat. What's that? He's not gonna take a backseat. I was watching one no, of those games where no, he had a hot, he's hot hand. He was he was telling Harden to give him the ball. Of know? course, of well, but that's that's his style of play. You know what I mean? But but I'm just saying like he can't be the best player on the court and win a title. It's just not gonna happen. Just like in in Golden State, he wasn't the best player. Just yeah. like in in OKC, he wasn't the best player. And seeing him on who was the, the Nets, best player at OKC? For real, you don't think Westbrook was was better than Durant? No. Oh, you're OKC. crazy. You're crazy. Not when they were together. You're crazy. Nah. I do. I think he was. Anyway, I feel like we're spending too much time on this. Uh, <laughs> so Wednesday will be Atlanta versus Milwaukee. Uh, I think that's going to be a good series as well. I like your prediction of the of the the series going to six games. Um, you're picking Atlanta. I'm hoping for Milwaukee. We'll see how that how that plays yeah, out. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a on a boat by myself and say Atlanta Phoenix in the finals, and I'm gonna pick Atlanta. Ooh, really? Hey Benjamin. man, there's got to be a, someone's got to pick an underdog every now and again. You can't just pick the you know. I mean, isn't that, Reds. I mean, isn't that kind of the Suns? Aren't aren't they an underdog? Nah, Phoenix Suns second rank team. They were atop of the conference all year long. Nah. Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm still going Suns. I still, I still think the Suns are gonna take it. All right, but that that does it for our playoff uh, standings. Um, let's move in. Let's move into more Blazer news. We've got a couple of updates throughout the week that the Blazers um, had set up second in secondary interviews uh, with Becky Hammond. And Chauncey Billups, um, and we got a few and, things, and, and we got a few things there. But there was a, a late update that D'Antoni got another interview. What do you feel about this, Ben? Uh, Becky Hammond, I believe, had her interview yesterday, so she's done. Chauncey is probably, I think, going to be tomorrow because he had a game today. Mm-hmm. Uh, D'Antoni is, I think, later this week as well. Uh. I mean, we're still sitting at the three. You know, I would, I'd still prefer Chauncey as my pick. You know, but you know, the more you think about it, Becky Hammond might, might be the one, might be the one that's the time for her to shine, get her shot in the head coaching position. You know, seven years under Popovich. You know, I don't think you can be, you can be groomed any better than that. You know. Yeah, you know, I think. Becky, it kind of screams to me that she's one of those coaches that just needs a chance, right? And and I think I think this may be her shot, her 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 chance, her big shot, big shot, Becky, <laughs> right? Yes, that's um, her nickname. I think I'm on the fence between her and Chauncey. I I hope we don't get D'Antoni. And here's here's the reason why. Becky, I think, could be a phenomenal coach. She's she's got seven years under Pop. She's she she knows the game. She knows what to do. My theory is that if we get Billups, though, 
he may be able to attract more talent in the NBA to come to Portland to play for him. I don't know. I don't know what kind of what kind of talent Becky can bring in. And I think that's where the Blazers are. That's just the situation we're in. We're going to have to bring in somebody. Some we need to do something big, right? We we've talked about it the last few episodes. We need to bring in somebody big and I feel like Chauncey Billups might be that coach to bring that player in. It has nothing to do with him you know playing in the NBA already it has nothing to do with with male versus female it's strictly in my mind about bringing in the talent to join Damian Lillard what do you think about that I mean I don't feel like the coach is gonna have too much draw I mean we're a small market team you know it, I don't think it matters at that point you know they're still gonna see it's Portland people are gonna be like Portland where's Portland it's on the west coast right <laughs> Somewhere yeah, above think, California in that. Yeah, no I don't, man's I don't think the coach is going to have that much of a pull. And I don't think we're going to hire for that reason of trying to pull in big names into uh, our system. Uh, I think we're just trying to hire uh, the best fit for a system that wasn't working, you know, uh, player wise, you know, to fix. Uh, uh, something that was broken offensive and defensively and get the unit more cohesive and better working uh, day in, day out mm-hmm. versus the ups and downs that we had with Terry Stotts, you know. But, you know, hopefully, regardless of whoever comes in, we need buy-in from the players, you know. And and I was reading on the internet today, you know, as the Portland Trailblazers are seeking a new head coach, there's a growing belief that they say the team governor, Jody Allen, uh Paul's uh, sister, the new owner, has a strong interest in the San Antonio Spurs assistant Becky Hammond. That's reported by Mark Stein of the New York Times. But he also added that Neil O'Shea's Portland's general manager continues to be relentlessly linked to Chauncey Billups. So, you know, I feel like there's a little power struggle uh, at the top, but, you know, I, I don't think anyone outpowers Jody Allen what do you think yeah I mean I think Olshay is good at um, persuading people to uh, see his side of things I you know I, I I don't know I don't know how much pull Jody has I don't know if if she's the type of person that's gonna just tell Olshay how it's gonna be a part of me hopes so because I would love to see Becky Hammond here um, I mean, like I said, I, I, I would be good with either one. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, the bottom line is Neil O'Shea is here to make these kind of decisions. And so if, if Jody is going to let the people that she has employed do their jobs, Neil's going to get his guy. True. But, you know, what about, what about this tweet from... Uh... Uh, Dwight James, right? A local columnist here. Mm-hmm. He says, while two candidates have been widely known as finalists for the Trailblazers coaching job, NBA sources confirm they are not the only finalists. And knowing Neil O'Shea, there may be a secret candidate out there who will surprise us all by getting the job. Do you find any truth behind that? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I if say I, no. Well, I don't know if I have much to to say about that 
as far as a, a secret candidate i i think that's just i don't know it, it just sounds like a, an old columnist excuse me an old columnist trying to stay relevant but i think i think it's probably gonna come down between phillips and, and hammond i i think it's i think it's between those two and i you know i the the one thing that bothers me though is we're hiring assistant coaches for their first ever head coaching stint does that bother you does that does that give you some pause because if we're in a win now mode don't we want to hire somebody with with the pedigree and the in the in the history of of winning as a no. head coach no then why don't you bring in rick carlisle i mean I that's a, need... that's a valid question you need a fresh mind. You need, you know, fresh wheels on the truck, man, to get it rolling. Man, my analogies are not on point today. <laughs> uh, I mean, were they ever? But <laughs> hey, I still love hearing them, man. I still giving you, I love giving you a hard time about them. Well, I mean, only time will tell who we who we end up bringing in as our head coach. You know, hopefully, whoever it is, they can make a, a real difference here in the Rose City. Um, Benjamin, we've got some Team USA commits. Why don't you? Uh, yeah, why don't Why don't we roll down the list, starting with our uh, our our own hometown hero, Damian Lillard. He yeah, is man, committed to Team USA. Yeah, it started with Dame and Draymond. I think were the first two, and then these players trickling in. Man, I know there's no LeBron, there's no Steph Curry. Curry's not playing. He's already said that. I don't think LeBron's going to join this year. But, you know, we got Bradley Beal from the Wizards. We got Devin Booker from the Suns. Kevin Durant and Harden from uh, the Nets. Bam Adebayo from uh, the Suns. Or, uh, excuse me, the Heat. Yeah, they're both hot teams. <laughs> and uh, Jason Tatum from the, the Celtics. Chris Middleton. Kevin Love. Drew Holiday. You know, this is a pretty stacked team. You know, they're going to come out. And I'm probably from what it looks like and to run the table would be my guess because uh, I mean, you know I would think so I would think with the team stacked like that I would think so uh, you I know mean, I, this is just shooter after shooter after shooter yeah I mean there may not be a ton of defense but I mean with Draymond KD Who needs defense when you score more than the other team <laughs> well I mean I think that's what Terry Stotts was thinking too and look look how that panned out <laughs> But, uh, you know, that I think that's going to be a pretty stacked team. It should be a fun... Regardless, it's going to be fun watching Dame compete for Team USA. That's going to be real nice. Um, the fact that Curry's not playing, do you foresee Dame as the, as the starter? Uh, yeah. I mean, Drew Holiday's not going to start. Yep. I mean, so, but that's... You know, to, go ahead. Depending on what other players commit. You know what I mean? That's what I was just going to say. Yep. Uh, who Depending knows on who Chris else Paul comes in, but comes out of and wants to do it too, you know. Yep. Yep. I agree a hundred percent. So we'll we'll see what happens. Do you know when the when the Olympics start? Is that in August? July? August? Uh, I want to say it's a month left. Okay. Fair enough. We well, don't have to look that up. Uh, we've we've got uh, one more. July twenty third. Oh, there July we go. July twenty third. So we've got one more piece of Blazer news before we move into uh, our next segment, and that is... Quick one. 
Jordan Kent is out as the play-by-play commentator. And it seems as though Kevin Calabro, Mr. Seattle himself, is back in the building. How do you feel about this, Benjamin? I mean, anything's better than Jordan Kent. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> you know, but, you know. I feel bad for Jordan Kent because, you know, he tried. It was, it was his... I'm pretty sure it was his first stint as the the main commentator, right? The play-by-play yeah, guy. Yeah, he used to go back to his studio with, you know... Uh, who does he do the studio show with? Michael Holden. Yeah. I, I think he was decent there. It, you know, he's he's a he's a homegrown kid, too. Um, it, it's nice to see them succeed. But unfortunately, man, it just wasn't working for him this season. And I was never a huge fan of Kevin Calabro. He was okay. He was fine. I'm just, you know, growing up, you 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 hear Sean's and you hear Mike and Mike. It's like they they haven't gotten back to that level yet. I think Lamar is phenomenal. I I think I think he does a great job. I just feel like the chemistry wasn't there with him and Calabro when Calabro was here, and it definitely wasn't there with him and Kent. So we'll see if Calabro comes. I mean, Calabro didn't seem like he truly wanted to be here anyway before but we'll we'll see what happens this next season i uh i'm actually kind of looking forward to it yeah i mean reading on reports of what he stepped away for with personal stuff you know man you you always got to give people respect that you know take time to uh do what they need to do on their personal level you know to step away from what their careers are for to sure. take care of whatever they need to do, whether it's they're not with their family for high school graduations or births of you know grandchildren or whatever it was, yep. you know you got to give him you know respect on that sense. You know, let him do what he needs to do behind the scenes, and if he wants to come back, then sure, that's great. Come back. I mean, he was only here for what one one year, right? Yeah, I think so. I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. Like I, I tuned it out, but yeah. Something yeah, like I mean, Kevin Galabro, he's just got one of those voices like Marv Albert. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not going to put him in the same market as Marv Albert because Mr. Marv, you know, is calling his final games for the Western Conference, or Eastern Conference Finals this season, and he is retiring. Yep. So, you know, it's just good to hear a good voice back that knows what they're saying. Uh, where even, even if he gets Kent, the names the wrong. Hand, Oh, does that? Well, you know, give him, give him some time, man. Give him some time. <laughs> I'm just saying There's that a lot was of that interesting was, names out there. Yeah, I mean that was part of the reason why it felt like he didn't really want to be here to me. But we'll, like I said, we'll see what happens this season. I hope he can bring he can bring the heat. He can turn it up, and we can get excited about listening to Blazer broadcasts again. I mean, I'll get excited when they hear Mike and Mike are back. You know, where's you Mike know, Rice? I know. Come on, Mike. We're waiting for you to, to reply to the tweet. Mike Rice, a... we know you're hungry. <laughs> Give us that DM. We'll get you on yeah, the show Mike, Mike Barrett, I mean, there's only so many Toyota commercials you can do, man. We need to hear you back. Oh, no. He's working for, for the that PDX Diamond Project, isn't he? And that is doing what now? I, hey, man. They might be gaining some traction. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on to our final segment props now generally we would have rosa panta be reading this but he's not here uh he has moved on to the clinic all nba podcast go check him out uh if you haven't but props 
is giving applause to a person, place, or event. Benjamin, Blaze or Ben, I want to know, do you give this props? As you all know, I'm sure, or have heard, there was a Denver fan that picked a fight with the wrong Suns fan. He got pummeled after a cheap shot, and the Suns fan yells, Suns in four. Did he speak this into existence? And is this carrying over into the next series? Benjamin. Yes, sir. Do you give this props? Uh, I, gi- I give that guy props, man. That, that Suns fan, he uh, unfortunately is a diehard Suns fan, is now living in Denver. So, you know, what luck is that that his hometown team was in his new hometown playing, uh, you know, in Denver. But, you know, the fact that he wasn't taking any slack and, you know, if anybody, I'm sure everybody's seen the video. Everybody's seen the video, and the guy just, he just, just goes buck wild on the guy, you know, after the guy tried to do a cheap shot on him. And then in Denver, nobody stepped in to help. And then they started cheering the guy. So, you know, to the fact that he even had the mental capacity to look at the guy and say, sons in four, after, you know, all that action going on. Yeah, I give that guy props. And then, of course, you know, Booker going to social media afterwards saying, who's that guy? He gave uh, Devin Booker's agency, found him, tracked him down, sent sent the guy a Devin Booker signed jersey. And also, he was in attendance for the first round game, or first, not first, first game uh, against the Clippers in Phoenix. So, you know... People are like, that's bad of Devin Booker to, you know, give kudos to someone that, you know, is creating animosity and fights in a in an arena. But, you know, he's not the one who started it. So, you know, he was just defending himself. So it's always the person that throws the second punch that gets called out. Sure, sure. So uh, I think you're giving him props. Uh, yeah. I will Sorry, long-winded, but I'm giving him props. <laughs> I will say that I don't necessarily give props to anyone involved in the altercation but i do give him props for saying sons and four because if i was in that situation i would like to think that i would say blazers and four so we're gonna go props for both of us on this one now second piece of news lamar odom bet you haven't heard that name in a while lamar odom and here's another and here's another name you haven't heard in a while lamar odom had a first-round knockout of Aaron Carter in a celebrity boxing match. First of all, I've, I did not hear a thing about it. Had no idea they were fighting. And it, it kind of piggybacks off of another prop segment we did uh, in the past regarding boxing becoming too much of a gimmick. But, Blazer Ben, I want to know, do you give... Lamar Odom props for his first round knockout of Aaron Carter. Absolutely not, man. I think I said this stuff is just uh, a cash grab, really, for washed up people and what they're doing. You know, Lamar Odom's six foot ten. Aaron Carter is six foot. So, <laughs> what? I don't know what. I mean, what? Was well, there's supposed Aaron to be Carter's some sort head, of parody, right? There's supposed to be a parody in boxing. That's why you have weight classes. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't even want to touch on this, man. The fact that this was even into existence just baffles me. You know, it's like, who are we going to think of next to, you know, have a fight? It's just like Mark Paul Gosler is going to come out and, you know, <laughs> fight Scott Bayo. Who knows? You know? I mean, hey, I might watch that one. <laughs> so no props from Ben. I will say uh, I give him props for knocking out Aaron Carter, but I do not give this celebrity boxing match props just for exactly every reason you laid out. So no props from either one of us. Uh, finally, I'm going to end with three props today. Paul Walker's original Supra from the Fast and the Furious just sold at auction. The price tag for this auction, $550,000. Blazer Ben, do you give this props? Yeah, man, that's a that's a half a mil on a Toyota. <laughs> it's a Supra, you though. Know. But that is a very iconic vehicle. You know, we're Fast 9 is coming out this weekend. So, you know, the series has evolved. Um... Uh, you get an original piece of uh, the Fast and the Furious legacy, you know, driven by Paul Walker, rest in peace. You know, if I had five, $550,000 to spend uh, on a Supra, sure, yeah, I'm going to spend it on uh, Paul Walker's. So I'll give the uh, anonymous guy who bought it in auction uh, props. You know, I will say if if I were a car collector, this is one car I would love to have, but maybe not as much as Toretto's Charger. <laughs> Just saying. But, you know, being being that Paul Walker is gone, rest in peace, um, like you said, it's such an iconic car from, from the films and probably, uh, you know, one... The one out of three films that actually uh, Fast and the Furious films that actually centered around racing um, I will say I have to give that guy props that, that bought this thing for $550,000 for sure yeah big time props so props from the both of us yes, alright Benjamin I gotta give you a big shout out for coming on the show again as always it's a pleasure having you here uh, big shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, our Twitter followers, and our Bucket Busters. We love you guys so much, and you make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. And with that, Blazerman, see us out, brother. That's a wrap for this episode, Blazer fans. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Remember to stay safe out there, Rift City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>